0: You talking about football? Yeah, but NFC North. Let's talk football. Welcome back, everybody. This is Headed North, an NFC North podcast, and I am your host, Detron. This week in Headed North, we got a whole lot going on. The NFC North was in the news for a lot of reasons. Some good. Some not so good. So we are going to explore why the Detroit Lions have turned Allen Park into MGM. The Green Bay Packers have finally gotten rid of their aging superstar to a team that's ready to win right now. We're going to discuss what the Vikings still need in the NFL draft, as well as what the Chicago Bears still need to do with the NFL draft to make their offseason an A+. All of that is coming up on today's show of Headed North. Stick around. It is going to be quite the show. Before we get into our topic for the day, I want to let you guys know about our sponsor. Our sponsor for today's show is OffRackShop.com. Offrackshop.com is an online thrift store. They have a great selection of men's and women's clothing as well as accessories and more. They have over 300 items available on their site. If you haven't already, head to our show notes or if you're watching us on YouTube, head down to the description and you'll find a code for 15% off your purchase from offrackshop.com. Again, thank you for the team over at Off-Rack Shop for sponsoring today's episode. First down. So, First on the calendar today, Aaron Rodgers is no longer a member of the Green Bay Packers. He is finally gone, folks. And for all of us in the North, you can begin to rejoice. Well... All of us except for the Green Bay Packers fans, because now you can begin to rebuild. This is going to be quite the time for the Green Bay Packers. But really, let's let's look at what the Green Bay Packers got out of the deal with the New York Jets for Aaron Rodgers. The Jets will get Aaron Rodgers, of course. They'll also get the Green Bay Packers number 15 overall pick from this draft. And they'll also get their fifth round number 170 pick from this year's draft. And what the Green Bay Packers will get back is 13th overall pick from the Jets for this draft. They'll get their second round 42nd overall pick from this year's uh, draft. And they'll also get a sixth round pick, which is number 207 from this year's draft. And then there's also a conditional uh, 2024 draft pick that is a second rounder now but if Aaron Rodgers played 65% of the snaps this year for uh, the Jets, then it turns into a first round draft pick for Green Bay. A lot of draft picks happening there. And this is exactly why in previous episodes, I talked about them wanting to get this deal done before the draft, because after the draft, there was not a whole lot of capital to use for this year for the Green Bay Packers to try to build something that, that could win. And now they have that ability. They've got a lot of draft capital now to be able to spend immediately to try to get themselves some talent but with all that said we know the details of who's getting what who won well I'll tell you there's two people that really won in this transaction as a matter of fact there's two teams that won Green Bay and the Jets both won with this trade look Green Bay got capital right now that they can use they can put some talent around Jordan Love. They got some decent draft picks, all of which they can use to build this squad. The Jets got exactly what they've been shooting for this whole time, an actual quarterback. Zach Wilson is the reason why they didn't win several games last year. Their defense, solid. Their offense, solid. They just needed a quarterback. And even at 38 or 39 years old, Aaron Rodgers is still miles ahead of Zach Wilson. And it gives the Jets the ability to win right now, which is so important for, I mean, for a team that's already got the pieces together before everyone start needing new contracts or before people decide that they want to go to new places, right? This is the time for the Jets to strike. Also, their division is weak and that's where we get to the losers. The losers are the other people in the Jets division. You've got uh, Buffalo, Miami, and New England. You thought The Jets were a tough play last year. They almost made the playoffs. You just added a Hall of Famer who can still sling the rock. Like Bill Belichick is going to hate his job. Uh, Miami, again, they got a whole bunch of talent, but they're getting ready to play a very good Jets team with now a Hall of Fame quarterback. Boy, it's gonna get interesting. And then Buffalo, who has seemed to have their run of the division, are going to now find themselves in a position where they're going to have someone to challenge them. There are going to be some really good divisional games this year uh, for the Jets, but they're not on our. they're, They're not a part of our show. We're talking Green Bay Packers. Green Bay now has a decision to make, and I'm gonna tell you what decision I believe they're gonna make. Green Bay could stick with Jordan Love and just place, take all the picks that they got and place talent around them, which they've got, again, the 13th pick. They've got the 42nd pick in the second round. They still have the 45th pick in the second round, and they have the 78th pick in the third round. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to trade up with the Detroit Lions. So I mentioned Green Bay has the 13th overall pick. The people selecting before them, Carolina's gonna take a quarterback. Houston probably gonna take a quarterback. Arizona is not. Indianapolis will. Seattle won't. The Detroit Lions won't. But then you've got the Raiders and the Falcons who may very well take a quarterback. Chicago won't. Philly won't. And Tennessee might, right? So you've got several people who could potentially select a QB that. You may want, if you're trying to restart your organization, I think Green Bay is going to trade with the Detroit Lions to get the sixth overall pick, give them the 13th pick and something else, and find a way to draft Will Levis. I think Will Levis is going to be a perfect addition to the Green Bay Packers, and I think it's because he reminds me a bit of Brett Favre with the way that he can sling the rock. Not, not wild and crazy Matthew Stafford sidearming it, but I'm just talking about his ability to have a big arm and sling the rock. I think Green Bay is going to go after Will Levis. And then it's going to be a competition between him and Jordan Love. Jordan Love will likely get the start because he's already there, but I think, I don't, I don't believe Jordan Love is the future in Green Bay. So, I've got Green Bay attempting to move up to the sixth overall spot, trading with Detroit to try to get Will Levis at six, which would be wild if they don't do it. And I'm wrong, which I've been wrong before, uh, then you've got them going after a lot of talent in that first and second round. But I see them going to get a quarterback with that first draft pick that they got. That's that's my take on it. I don't think Jordan love is the future. I do think that he's going to be competing for the starting job this year with whoever they select at 13 and or that trade up to six. So we'll see what happens with the Jordan love saga. But it is now Jordan loves team, at least currently it's his team and he's going in as the starter. Right? First time in, I don't know, two decades or something that it hasn't been Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers as the starting quarterback at the beginning of the season for the Green Bay Packers. Packers fans, buckle up. I hope you're ready because it's getting ready to get wild. All right. So now we are moving into my Detroit Lions. Look, if you aren't familiar with the city of Detroit, uh, let me tell you that there's approximately three casinos in the city of Detroit, you've got MGM, you've got Greektown, and you've got Motor City. So there's plenty of places for you to get your gambling fix. Why on earth would you feel the need to go on your phone to gamble while you're at the team facility in Allen Park? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me other than the fact that it's convenient. And sure, it's convenient, but guess what? You're going to lose money because of this decision that you made, whether it was not understanding the rules that apply to you as a member of an organization or blatantly just ignoring them. You made a decision and now financially, you got to live with it. And unfortunately, the team now has to live with their decisions as well. What am I talking about? If you have been under a rock, then you probably haven't heard. But otherwise, I'm sure you're familiar with the fact that multiple players from the Detroit Lions have been either suspended or suspended and released from the team in this past week. Jeez, Pete, You guys are killing me just when you've got something good going. Someone's got to throw a wrench in the mechanics of what's happening down in Detroit or up in Detroit from where I'm at. So, The Lions uh, suspended CJ Moore and Quintez Cephas, those two also end up getting uh, released, Stanley Berryhill and Jameson Williams for six games. All of this because they broke the NFL's gambling policy, which it might shock you to know that the NFL has a gambling policy, as often as you see them advertised with FanDuel, but and the NFL wants to protect the integrity of their game. As I mentioned, CJ and uh, Quintez were released. They were released because they were actually betting on NFL games. That is a no-no. Now, I don't know uh, if they weren't paying attention, but Calvin Ridley just got this. He just got suspended. He just came back from a suspension for this exact same thing. Bonehead mistakes, right? Uh, Stanley and, and Williams... They were not betting NFL games, but they were at the team facility, which you can't be betting at all when you're at the team facility. Little known rule maybe, but now it's going to impact them for six games this season. Let me tell you how important that is financially to the individuals involved in this story. So Stanley, uh, that's Barry Hill, he just signed a future reserve contract January 9th, he's gonna forfeit $290,000 for the six games that he suspended. Are you kidding me? For a $1 FanDuel bet? You just lost $290,000 because you decided to put a bet in on your phone. Williams, he signed his four year, $17 million contract as a rookie with the Lions. They moved up to get him. He is going to forfeit. $499,000 for the six games that he suspended. That is a half a million dollars that you just cost yourself because you decided to put your bet in while you were at the team facility instead of driving across the street to Red Robin. But we're told that this is laid out for these associates, these players, and people in the building like the whole time that they're there. Like people are telling you, hey, don't bet. Clearly, there's examples. I.e., Calvin Ridley said, "Don't bet." But again, it's different for Williams and Barry Hill because they weren't betting NFL. They probably thought they were in the clear, except they weren't at their own homes. They were at the team facility. So that's two hundred ninety thousand dollars for one person. That's five hundred thousand dollars for someone else. That's it's, it's going to cost him. Uh, and then C.J. Moore and Quintez, it cost them their jobs. But on top of that, C.J. Moore just signed a $4.5 million contract for two years. That was signed March 19th, which they said the investigation started just a little over a month ago. So that wasn't probably right after he signed his contract, the investigation started. He got suspended and got released basically a month later after signing his contract. Uh, But here's here's the thing that saves him. Because there's no breach of contract in there for gambling, he gets to keep his signing bonus which was $1.4 million. So CJ's now walking away with nothing, but he's going to then forfeit that other $3.1 million because he was released from the team. How much were you planning to win that you could afford to lose $3.1 million over the next two years? Because I'm guessing it wasn't worth it. And then Quintez Cephas, Quintez Cephas actually was, I mean, okay like relatively okay he signed this deal back in 2020 so we played 2020 2021 and 2022 he was already through three years of a four-year deal which was 3.5 million dollars so he's gonna lose some but he got the majority of his money before he was let go uh coming into this last year of his contract which he would have been a free agent after this year but the impact um for the lions can be seen in the position that was the 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 primary focus of these suspensions, Williams, a wide receiver, Barry Hill, a wide receiver. CJ Moore was a safety. Uh, And then uh, Quintez Cephas is a wide receiver. That's three wide receivers. Granted, not your top three wide receivers, except for Williams. Like he could have been slated to be the number two for this year. Now, what do you do now? You've got to move Marvin Jones Jr., who you just brought back on the team, probably into that. Uh, second spot, or maybe Josh Reynolds is working that second spot. The Lions needed a second threat other than Amon Ra St. Brown. So now I think it changes the trajectory of what they do with their first pick. I think the Lions are going to go after a wide receiver in this draft. And it would make sense for me because we need someone who is available to us right now. Williams caught one pass last year. He was unavailable for a large portion of the year and now he's going to be available for you know unavailable for a third of this year. Eventually, business decisions have to be made. Even if you like a kid, right? Like you've got to figure out okay, we're in a position that we can win some games. We can win the division this year. We need to have weapons accessible to us. We can't be sitting around waiting for people to come back off suspension. So, I think that uh, the Lions will go after a wide receiver, the 18th overall pick. They're going to grab a wide receiver. That's I, I believe that is now a foregone conclusion. With some of your weapons having to sit out and needing a number two threat that can play immediately, it's a whole mess, right? Like getting suspended. How many other sports are there, right? You could bet on badminton. You can bet on a pickleball. You can bet on a cornhole toss everything, except for the sport that you are a part of. Go watch some film or something. You're not established enough to making these kinds of mistakes and expecting that it's not gonna come back to bite you. It certainly is gonna come back to bite you financially. Again, as a Lions fan, it's just disheartening because so many things are going well for this group. And hopefully it's just a speed bump that they can get past. But if it ends up being the thing, just know that I think the Lions are going to try to resolve that thing by bringing in someone who can help them right now. The Minnesota Vikings need, well, they need a lot of stuff. They need a quarterback for the future. They could use an additional wide receiver target, put on the other side of Justin Jefferson because their wide receiver core is eh. They could also use uh, defensive linemen, both interior defensive linemen and edge uh, linemen, as well as d bags So the holes for the Minnesota Vikings are a plenty and draft picks are a few. So I'm going to tell you exactly who I believe the Vikings will go and get with their draft picks this year. So I am about to say something that I'm pretty sure most of you guys are going to disagree with. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to take Dorian Thompson Robinson with the 23rd overall pick in the first round. He is the quarterback out of UCLA. If you don't believe that they need a quarterback, I only point you to Kirk Cousin only having one year left on his contract and not being worth a long-term deal. If you disagree with Robinson, I'll tell you that the best quarterbacks in this draft will already be off the board by the time we get to the 23rd pick, which means there's not a lot of options there. Dorian's actually pretty solid. So Dorian is 6'1", 205 pounds, finished the season 6th overall in the nation in completion percentage. So he's making the right decisions with the ball when he's throwing it. He was almost a five-year starter, uh, so played all five years at UCLA, threw for nearly 11,000 yards in his time at UCLA, and ran for almost 2,000 yards over the course of that five years. So he's mobile. He can throw the ball. He makes good decisions. He finished with 88 touchdown passes. And that's like a three to almost a three to one ratio for his touchdown to interceptions. So he's, he's completing his passes. He's making good decisions. He's mobile. He's semi-tall I mean 6'1 is is a decent size for a quarterback I think the problem why you don't hear him talked about like um Richardson out of Florida or Will Levis is the idea that he doesn't have as high of a potential ceiling as these guys he's going to just be a pretty good starter but I think when you look at the Minnesota Vikings uh they already got someone who is just okay right? If you can't get a draft pick, that's going to get you a star then get someone who can provide you solid production, right? Like go, go and get someone who is as good as an average starting quarterback. And I think that's someone who's had almost five years of experience starting at a large university and putting up really solid numbers against decent competition. So I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to surprise a lot of people and take Robinson with their first overall pick the first round i think that makes him the fifth quarterback going off of the board in the first round in the 2023 draft in the third round with the 87th pick uh, i got them taking uh, zach harrison a defensive end out of ohio state zach harrison solid career four-year player at ohio state had a pretty good uh, senior year so he's got a good wingspan broad jump numbers at the nfl combine in his senior season He added 17 tackles, seven assisted tackles, 19 stops. As a pass rusher, he got 31 total pressures. He got some QB hits, a sack or two in there. Having a pretty good senior year, Zach Harrison out of Ohio State is who I've got. The Minnesota Vikings taking in the third round since they don't have a second round pick this year uh, with the 87th overall pick. Lastly, their fourth round pick, 119. I've got them taking Kytrell Clark out of Louisville. I think I mentioned him once or twice on a, a different... Episode of our podcast. I think Kytro Clark is going to be a quality pickup for them this late in the round. I do believe that this uh, draft class is deep for cornerbacks and wide receivers, and I think Kytro Clark is a good blend to fall down to 119. So as a senior, he played in 12 games, 771 snaps, logged 44 tackles, seven assists, and made 17 stops. But, you know, downside, he's on the smaller side. So he's 5'10, 180 pounds um not a great vertical 34 and a half inches uh, but he did run like a, a 4-4-40 so a four-four-two, uh 40 yard dash so he's fast I think that's what they do with those first three picks uh that they have for this year's draft and then try to figure out what to do in free agency with the rest of free agency to see what they can shore up before getting into the season and Lastly, we're going to talk about Chicago Bears, but before we get into Chicago, I just want to let you guys know, if you're still listening, please give the show a thumbs up, like it, subscribe if you're on YouTube, give us a rating and a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We really do appreciate it. We want to try to get the show to as many listeners as we can who care about the Midwest and care about football. Speaking of, if you are looking for a way to advertise to our listeners, Go ahead, send us an email that's headed northpodcast at gmail.com and let us know how we can help with your advertising needs. All right, so the Chicago Bears. What we're going to do with Chicago Bears is we're going to look at who they still need because Chicago has been making some quality moves this offseason. But those quality moves haven't shored up every position that Chicago needs. And so there's still a need for an offensive lineman. There's still a need for a defensive lineman and there's still a need for defensive backs specifically. So the the Chicago Bears last season had the most frequent offensive line changes of any team in the NFL. They only had the same set of offensive linemen on the field for about 17.1%. Now, these numbers are coming from. Um, sharpfootballanalysis.com, right? So last year, Chicago, 17.1% of the time had the same offensive line on the field. That's actually the second worst ahead of just the Rams with how much shuffling had to happen on their offensive line. But not only the rotation that they're going through, but over the last two seasons, uh, the Bears have allowed the highest sack percentage in the NFL. That's at like 13.3%. Their pass blocking efficiency is like an 82 and a half and makes them the fourth lowest in the NFL. So getting some continuity on the offensive line has to be priority number one. And I think that starts with someone who has presented themselves as a very solid, dependable option on the offensive line that for me is Paris Johnson Jr. Now I know I've mentioned a couple of times about Jalen Carter, but I think the stats around the offensive line for the Chicago Bears and what they haven't done to shore that up in, in the offseason points to them needing to go and draft someone pretty high up with that uh first pick that they have, which is the ninth pick overall, getting someone on their offensive line who can be a staple, who could be a Lane Johnson for them, right? They need that individual. So I think they go and get Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. If you look at their offense, that's where the need is. The need is the offensive line position and creating some stability there. If you look at their defense and we talk about their defensive line, either the interior defensive lineman or an edge rusher. Uh, Their defense allowed the second most rushing yards in 2022. Uh, They had the second lowest sack percentage in 2022, like a 3.99%. The Bears also uh, last season allowed 11 and a half yards per reception, the second highest in the NFL. And the Bears defenders also allowed a reception percentage of 72.4 and they missed 53 tackles in the defensive secondary this points to a lot of need on the defensive side of the ball for the Chicago Bears so again if you're if you're paying attention offensive line needs help and the defense in general needs help so with the second pick uh, that they have which is uh, the second round the 53rd pick I've got the Chicago Bears taking DJ Turner cornerback out of Michigan because they need some depth in that secondary they're already giving up 11 and a half yards per reception. Um, they're missing tackles. They need someone who's solid in the secondary and DJ, uh, Turner is again, a solid cornerback coming from a big university has a lot of exposure to big games and he hasn't folded when he's under the spotlight. So I think he's going to be the, the target with that, uh, 53rd overall pick that Chicago has. And then I see them going to get Um, With the 61st pick also in the second round, going to get Brian Brisset out of Clemson. I think he's still around at 61, right? That's almost through the the second round. But I think that he makes a great addition to the defensive line for the Chicago Bears. And then they've got one more pick in the third round, the 64th pick. So not not too much after um, getting Brian. They're going to go get Matthew Bergeron or... Roderick Jones out of Georgia as another lineman for that offense. Again, looking for continuity in Chicago. I think that's going to be the key to them getting wins uh, and keeping uh, Justin Fields upright and healthy. So that's what I got for you guys. We're not going to go around the league this week because the show was just jam packed with stuff. And so I'm going to catch you guys with a special edition, probably sometime right after the draft. With sort of recaps on who got taken, who the Lions, Vikings, Bears, and Packers all selected in their draft, and how right or wrong we were on the show. If you came along and you're still here, I appreciate it. If you come back, which I hope you do, make sure you've got your bags packed because we are headed north. I'm D-Tron. Peace. You talking about football? Yeah, but NFL, NFC. Norm. Then let's talk football.